Welcome to the graduation. You're thinking like watch a man running down the aisles. I'm one of the members of the the rock band. How great was a rock band graduation day? Is a question I gotta ask. The rock bands have been pretty great in all. Well, minus the remake, of course. Yeah, already wrote, but the other rock bands have been pretty fantastic. Right. I found the band in this one. It, they weren't a great band, but they had a great look to them. Oh, like there was like the goth they, they guy. They look like 1990s Katie Lang, right? They all wore like eyeshadow and like really pale lipstick. But I guess that was the style at the time. Yeah, and one one guy had the double-headed guitar, and then uh, yeah. yeah, the other guy had the one black glove. <laughs> yeah, kind of like I don't know if that was Madonna or Michael Jackson. One of Luke the two. Skywalker. <laughs> it was Luke Skywalker with the black glove. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Anyways, we are going to be talking about graduation day, or we are talking about graduation day today, because uh, we're graduating. From our, our graduation yeah. <laughs> of graduation movies. Yeah, this is the finale to our first film series that we covered. And then we'll be moving on to our uh, next episode. We'll be uh, house doing some house. We're going to have a house party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With Simbad? With Simbad and house party? Um, ah, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who cares? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, this is... Um, Are we going to get all misty and tell how much we're going to like, oh, we're going to like keep in touch over the summer, right? Have a great summer. <laughs> you have a great summer. <laughs> I was hoping we could talk about our, our grad. It would be amazing <laughs> if I, we actually got like our yearbooks. I'm curious what like I wrote to you and what you wrote to me. <laughs> like our high school yearbook. I'm pretty sure you wrote The World is a Vampire on mine. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I don't know if I wrote yours. If probably it, not. If I did, it was probably... <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. you dick. <laughs> so I'm making fun of me. L- looking back, I mean, in, in, in high school, you were bald and yeah. wore suspenders. Yeah. And you're kind of a, a chunky now, slob. Now I'm balding wearing yeah. suspenders. I'm still a chunky slob. <laughs> and I had like I had the long Kurt Cobain hair, but not cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then so for grad, I remember I had long hair like my pretty much my whole life. I was always the kid with kind of longish hair. But uh, for grad, I decided to um, kind of get it short and try shovel charge. Thinking, thinking that I could you know get some ladies finally <laughs> no. in my life because no. I was uh, quite the loser. Yeah, you were. And uh, yeah, I did the. Um, I'm sure no one knows who they are because they're Canadian punk pop rock well, band I guess big. Trouble, uh, Charger? Trouble Charger I tried getting my hair like the lead singer to that where it was kind of spiky yeah. but again I didn't know anything about gels or anything because I had my hair, had long hair just down you know nothing <laughs> stylized my whole life so I remember like spiking up and by the time I got to uh, school they would all fall down they were like droopy spikes oh, but there'd be amazing. one one still stuck up <laughs> you look like Maggie Simpson <laughs> uh, was not um, not the high point of my life I mean thankfully totally. I turned out to be the stud that yeah, I am yeah, now of course. but, uh, <laughs> but did, you didn't pull any tail that night no, yeah, God, no. Actually, that was, again, because it was, I'm not saying that, you know, if you if you don't drink, you're not cool or you're yeah. dirty, but, uh, you know, I, w- I was the kind of guy that, I wasn't going to parties. I was staying home playing like Golden Eye tournaments <laughs> that and shit like sense. that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that, that was the first time I got really um, smashed on Oh, grad. that's right, because we went down to Bayfront with all them girls. Yeah, and, and almost, you, like... uh, almost probably fell in the river or yeah. the lake. I had to drop here. you off because you were had alcohol poisoning. That was kind of awesome. The weird thing is, I don't. I, know, I, don't I wasn't I, drinking that night, and you were weird. Yeah, fucked up, right? <laughs> and now you run a brewery, <laughs> yeah. and uh, are are pretty much uh, running alcoholic. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I do not drink really yeah. much anymore. You learned pretty your much only when I'm out with you. <laughs> you, you graduated. You're the instigator, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, enough about our, our loser days of high school. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the, the final film in our graduation slasher series, Graduation Day, in a little bit. But uh, I guess before we jump into it... Um, Canada do, Day? Do, well, fuck Canada Day. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. You know how I celebrated? Speaking of losers, um, I don't know if I should say this uh, on mic, but uh, I ended up buying some uh, party supplies, because Hannah's never had party supplies before in her life. So I figured, all right, we can like kind of smoke some party supplies and uh, watch Goonies. Smoke some party supplies? Yeah, so we smoked some party oh, okay. supplies, and we watched Goonies. It wow. was kind of amazing, actually. You haven't... you. Yeah, you haven't done that in yeah, a since long, I think long like, 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 like last time. I remember was I used you. to try to eat you to do yeah. it during camping, and you were all paranoid and shit. Yeah, I tried it, and... I watched Goonies and I forgot how amazing Goonies actually is. Oh, I don't know because like the uh, party supplies, but I was so involved in it, and I'm so impressed at Chunk. His like chops were actually amazing. Well, I think all the kid, kids do a great job, and they do a really good job of um, of uh, playing well off each yeah. other as well. Which I, I don't know. Like, there's there's actually one film. I'm glad you brought that up because a modern kind of 
Goonies, I guess, that I'll yeah. talk about in a little bit uh, that I watched uh, or revisited. But yeah, it's very rare. There's not too many films that really can, I guess, Stranger Things may be yeah. the closest we've had to like that camaraderie between the group people. Hopefully the new yeah. It film, they capture that. But it's, it's very hard these days because... Back then, the family films, which again, I'll talk about, yeah. but the, the films they made for like kids to watch they had like, stuff that was totally inappropriate. Like, right? and, and Goonies has like the, the dead guy in the freezer. Yeah. They try to like put Chunk's hand in the blender to scare him. <laughs> like the, the dick falls off the statue and like a Corey Feldman's like, oh, that's your mom's favorite part. <laughs> which I thought was kind of amazing. But uh, yeah, you would just never see that in a film. So yeah. unfortunately these days, like you either get the family stuff or something like that would be geared towards adults, which they wouldn't yeah. make because it wouldn't be popular. But you don't really get those films these days that have that real kind of dialogue. Because let's be honest, I mean. Kids swear, kids kind of bust exactly, each other's balls. Exactly, exactly. I mean, kids aren't yeah. fucking leave it to Beaver anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. They're more giving it to Beaver, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> up, up oh, top. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, have you have you watched anything recently? Or well, Goonies, but that, okay. that doesn't count. What, what, what counts? What would you What would you give it? <laughs> I, I think that might be one of the perfectest movies. Oh, Four point five. Cause I kind of want to give like. A, Did you just say the perfectest? Are you still stoned? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> What would you give it? A four point five. Nice, yeah. It's uh, it's up there for me. It's yeah. that's a film. I mean, if I did a top one hundred, it would be up there. Yeah, for me. just because sure. it, it, obviously it has so much nostalgia importance yeah. to me. But it, it's it a film I think still, yeah, like yeah, exactly. Too. I think again, like I watched it recently uh, for the first time with our, our four year old son. Yeah. Did he dig um, it? I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. again, there's there's some parts. It's it's. A bit it's scary it, again. I, I think he's a little young. It's it's probably yeah. more of a for eight year olds, eight yeah. nine year olds. But uh, yeah, no, he, he liked it, and I mean, I really dug it yeah. myself uh, revisiting it. So um, I wanted to talk about. Uh, I guess kind of relates to. Um, so I, I picked up the graduation day. Now there's two Blu-rays you can buy. You can get the the American one from Vinegar Syndrome, and that has yeah. all like a lot of cool extras from the cast. That, that's the red, red, white, and Blu-ray from American, right? <laughs> yes, sir. It's Fourth of July today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, we're dating this episode. It's probably not going to get <laughs> yeah, yeah. released to like fucking August. It's October 2nd today. <laughs> <laughs> we are recording these a little ahead of time as we're creating the logo and the website, so they may be up a bit late, but we're going to keep true to the, the one a week, and yeah. we're going to have a nice nice uh, stack to throw yeah, at you guys early on. Um, but, you know, uh, yeah, so uh, I watched... Uh, anyways, yeah, there's the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray. I wanted to grab that one, but it's a little bit more money. Surprise! I don't know how it works this way, but it's yeah. cheaper for me to order a UK Blu-ray and get Weird, shipped right? from the UK here. So I ordered the 88 Films version. Um, I want to get the Vinegar Syndrome version eventually mm-hmm. because it has all the extras geared towards the film itself. Yeah. But the 80 films is kind of cool because it has a documentary on it from 2014 called Scream Queens Horror Heroines Exposed. It's a full-length documentary, so the rest mm-hmm. of the extras suck on it. I mean, they're like I was hoping to watch unrelated. that documentary before today, but uh, yeah, but yeah it's, it's, it. It, was, it was fun. I mean, it's low budget. You're not getting all those fancy edits that you'd see, not quite Hollywood or anything like yeah. that. But there's enough like images and clips from the films mm. that it was entertaining enough. Um, the narrator I found to be pretty terrible. I guess her name is Debbie Rockin. I don't know. Uh, she did like all these low budget, like I think trauma films. Oh, stuff. Yeah. I, I didn't really recognize her, but she was pretty terrible, like totally hammy and like. Well, like Elvira without the no, uh, like chops. Like, yeah, exactly. Like Elvira had all those puns and was entertaining. Yeah. This woman was just like reading this really bad verbatim dialogue introducing. But what, what's really cool about it is you're, you're getting literally every scream queen you can think of. Uh, Cassandra Peterson, yep. uh, Elvira herself, is in there. Not really a scream queen, but she was an important she counts, part of that. I think. Uh, that time, I guess, era. Uh, Adrian King's in there from Friday oh, awesome. 13th. Lania Quigley, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, is in there. Carolyn Monroe, Daniel Harris, Sybil Danning, Catriona uh, McCall from, uh, she's the one that did all like the Lucille Fucci, the Beyond, oh, okay, yeah. the Living Dead. Uh, Lynn Lowry's in there from uh, Shivers and the Crazies. And awesome. the, uh, t- tons of other ones. Like it's literally every. Yeah. Screen one you can queen. think of. Unfortunately, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, the, the yeah. biggest one they could not get because she doesn't really like talking about these films. Yeah. Horror is not really her thing. Jamie Lee Curtis is absent, which is uh, is really unfortunate. I think it kind of hurts the document a little yeah. bit because how do you do a Scream Queens and then ignore the Scream Queen? Yeah. But I, I still found it uh, interesting. I mean, they go over like what makes a Scream Queen your favorite Scream Queens, uh, the secret of screaming. The one I thought was fascinating was about nudity and how like nudity, mm-hmm. some of them, how some of them feel like having to do nudity because a lot of that is required for these type of films. Yeah. Uh, so they they go over all the kind of what you would expect, what you want to know about a Scream Queen, which is, which is kind of fascinating. There's there's nothing like there's nothing like really revelationary, but uh, 
you know, it's just fun hearing them talk about yeah. it and talk about, you know, making the films. Uh, the one thing I do have to complain about, and I mean, this is a standard in any modern documentary ever since like MTV started this, but I really fucking hate, and it needs to stop, in documentaries where they're talking and they cut to like the side camera, so the person's talking to the camera and you have this awkward like... Okay, yeah, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why that started and it's why weird, it's popular, because right? it doesn't like... It, it just looks like it's like bad B-roll. It's it's almost like the, the shot you got didn't work out, so you're using this bad mm-hmm. camera, but it's not. They use it all the time, and documentaries yeah. have all started... It's something that's really... It's, started like 10 years ago and it hasn't stopped that's weird and it just annoys the hell out of me it? like it's so it's just like she's looking way off maybe just like breaks it up a little bit so you're just not like i, like I a think head so but it, again or, it just doesn't uh, make sense because they're obviously looking at this yeah. other camera and it just looks so uh it, it annoys the hell out of me <laughs> but um I, t- I took off two stars for that get no, out of I'm here joking. that'd be amazing <laughs> if you did no nah, but i really fucking hate that that needs to go away but i uh, know i'm gonna give it a uh, three out of five okay um, Again, it's it's not gonna you're not gonna learn much that you didn't already know, but it's yeah. fun just having all these uh, women, uh, famous Chat women, important part of horror all together, and just yeah, discussing uh, you know what what it's like to be a woman in in the horror uh, world, community, mm-hmm. filmmaking community. Um, so yeah, I, I thought I'm, it was. Uh, it was I'm, I'm going to check that out. I think it's uh, definitely again like you you can't get it any other way other than the Blu-ray. So yeah. I highly recommend. Again, you, you need to really buy both because unfortunately the rest of the extras are like not geared towards the film. Yeah. So if you want the documentaries with all the the interviews with all the actors and producers and directors and stuff, you got to get the, the vinegar syndrome. You got to buy both. But uh, again, I mean, the good thing is a lot of UK Blu-rays are like it's, it's pretty cheap to get shipped here. Is it? I mean, it ends up being cheaper than the American versions. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I also picked up at the same time. Probably Puppet Master uh, two and three, awesome. Um, and I already had part one. Are you excited so, about watching it? Yeah, maybe what the, what the yeah. I've never seen. Oh, uh, you, if I saw them, it. it was a long time ago. You're gonna love so it. I'm excited to uh, dive into those. Uh, another film I watched, so I want to briefly talk about, uh, actually from Vinegar Syndrome. Yeah, Red Mob from 1993. Awesome. Is, this is, um, is it Chinese mafia or like a Russian mafia? Russian mafia. Nice. So this is the one. This is uh, if anyone doesn't know, um, I think twice a year. I know Black Friday, and then they have I think just uh, what was this this sale was it memorial day maybe yeah um anyways twice a year they do this sale um where it's like 50 percent off their blu-rays but also they'll, they'll release uh usually a couple titles that are limited edition in this case they only made a thousand copies usually comes That's with a cool crazy. cool slip cover whatever mm. and and this was one of them the other one i picked up as well was the sweet sugar which is like a woman in prison film Amazing. that i'm uh, excited you to like that out. like women in prison films don't you well to be honest i've never really uh checked out too many i mm-hmm. I, I mean they're, they're all i've heard of them all they're all movies i've yeah. kind of been wanting to check out but this one again being a limitation it's like well this is a perfect time to check yeah. it out because if i don't get it now and i find out i love women in prison films i'll miss out uh and yeah no pam Greer in this one but i think they're, this is the one where the has a famous scene where they're like throwing real cats at the women huh <laughs> they're like tied up and that's how they torture them by throwing <laughs> that's crazy um uh, but I, I don't think the, the cats got hurt or anything. Yeah. But I think probably the that's, people did. That's like, like out of like like a date movie, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm excited to check out that one too. But uh, yeah, the first year they released Jack Frost with the lenticular oh awesome slip cover, just like the old VHS yeah, cover. And I dope. think they did the Undertaker with Joe Spino from uh, Maniac. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, the, the Vinegar Syndrome. And I mean, they release all these like kind of weird, obscure films. Yeah, uh, not all of them end up being great, but they're always. I mean, they put like they. I think they they're one of the few companies that owns their own um uh film transfer suite. Oh, awesome. so they like everything gets like a 4k yeah you know, they do like porno like the pr- the pretty peaches trilogy or something in 4k <laughs> transfers well if you're gonna watch pretty peaches <laughs> you want 4k transfer right but anyways yeah i'm, I'm sorry i'm more talking about the package it, yeah. it does come with a beautiful thick stock slip cover yeah, i'm getting excited right? talking about it right now how, how thick is it uh, <laughs> yeah. uh the, the pq looks awesome the picture quality the mm. audio quality was was not great, but mm-hmm. I think again it was one of those things where that's all that's that's left. I and mean, this is like this obscure '90s yeah. Russian film that you know no one has seen since it was probably released in theaters in, in Russia. But anyways, enough about that. Let's talk about the film. Uh, to be honest, after all the hype, it's hyped up as this like '80s Russian '80s action film, but Russian good style. fellas, but with Russians. Well, no, not good. Good, good Bolsheviks. To be honest, it's not really about the mob. It's more has in common with like uh, Chuck Norris or oh, Charles awesome. Bronson action flick. Like just tons of over the top yeah. violence. Unfortunately, it's the movie's a jumbled mess. Oh. I mean, it's it's bad. It's tough to get through. It's almost two hours long. Um, there's an English dub on there. You can watch it or, or Russian Subtitle. audio with the the subtitles. 
both subtitles are terribly bad. Like, and do you know those YouTube videos, the bad lip reading videos? Yes. This is that. Like, but, but not funny? Or well, funny. It, it is kind of funny. This yeah. might have been a film that would have been more fun to watch yeah. with some friends and some beers because yeah. it's just so ridiculous. You get, of course, the 80s training montage. There's a scene oh, where the... Um, so yeah, I guess the story, I'm not going to go too much into it, but the kid comes to live with his dad who is like, um, I guess he's... I'm assuming something happened to mom. He's been yeah. living. With, he hasn't seen the dad in a long time. His dad runs this in in Russia. Runs this um, training um, center, I guess. Gym? No, like training, like for like soldier training. Okay. I guess. And uh, and then he has uh, his one good friend uh, who's like this. I don't know if they ever really go into it, but he's this expert soldier that you know. He went on those secret missions or whatever. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, something happened. The kid gets captured and they have to get him back. And that's pretty much his story. But um, the lead villain is so over the top and cheesy. That's amazing. Um, but again, I don't know if it's just the dub or the subtitles. or it. Almost, again, it almost seems like, like they lost the subs and just made it up. <laughs> It's that bad. There's a scene you get, yeah, you get the cheesy '80s uh, montage training sequence. There's a scene where the kid is um, goes into the shower and it's cold water, and he's like, "Oh, it's so cold." And the dad comes and holds him in the shower. <laughs> he's like, "No, you will get it." <laughs> it's like to prepare him to be able to handle the cold water. I don't know. Uh, the, the whole movie is ridiculous. The directing is mostly awful. There's times when like the framing is off and you're cutting off like foreheads oh, and chins. Um, yeah, everything about the film is awful. The acting that. Some those cut the weird shots that make no fucking so, sense. Y- the story, the dialogue is a mess. But the reason you're really watching it, and I mean, it, some of it's badly done, it's but so most you can of learn it, Russian. Well, that too. Yeah, <laughs> I am actually. Yeah, I'm. I'm ready to. Uh, <laughs> Schnell. <laughs> head down to Mother Russia herself. But uh, no, the reason you're watching it is for the the insane action, and it, it's not even that there's anything really stand out amazing in it. But it's one of those films where you watch it and you appreciate it because it's so reckless. Like, you know, there's a good chance people probably died (laughs) during the making of this film. There's so many, like, huge explosions, like, right by the main lead actors. That's crazy. Cars doing flips and all kinds of crazy stunts. (laughs) The finale, like, takes place and it's like these helicopters flying by each other and they're literally hanging out of the helicopter shooting each other as they're swinging around everywhere. There's a shot, you, it shows like the helicopters go straight up and you kind of see it like smoke come out of it and start lose control and then it cuts away then it cuts back and it's fine so it's like something oh, probably happened. Amazing. So the complete disregard for human like safety, <laughs> yeah, physical safety makes this movie amazing is, is, what, is get, what you're saying. Off, yeah. Right. I mean this is, it's, it's like those films you watch not quite Hollywood and you yeah. see like how like those Australian films they were like using real bullets yeah. and stuff like you could kind of see that in this film I'm willing to bet like a lot of crazy stuff there's an 80 cent score that's not bad on the mm. English dub um, uh, the, there's a cool battle at dusk uh, in the finale that was, wasn't bad um, but yeah like I said it's one of those things where it's like it's just two hours is too much you know yeah. an hour 20 minutes I might have been able to yeah, put up two with hours is like a lot for uh... so overall I mean I, I don't really I usually I can find something but this is probably a film that I, I was actually disappointed with yeah. I'll probably hold on to it for now I mean the value of it is already skyrocketed because oh, yeah. it's out of print but um, yeah I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it uh, I'm going to probably give it uh, 1.5 oh out wow five. Oh, that, um, that low way eh? again I think you're really watching it for a couple cool stunts and that's but it, right? um, again who knows maybe if I rewatch it with, with you guys and some beers be, yeah. and just laughing at just the bad dialogue and the weird like awkward shots and, and stuff I don't know but uh, the lead's kind of cool he's kind of got like a Mad Max he's got like the gray hair streaks yeah. through his hair and he's kind of got a Mad Max look to him <laughs> but uh, I don't know the film is just such like I don't even Train wreck. it's a mess yeah um, did you watch anything or I watched uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 oh nice Dream Warriors when's yeah. the last time you saw this uh, it's been a couple of years I always thought that like number one was the only decent movie of the whole trilogy. Number three is actually kind of amazing. Like, what about part two, man? <laughs> I really dug part two last time I watched it. Oh, it's so ridiculous, right? There's yeah, there's so much like greatness in it, though. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. It's movie. the last time he was scary because I think part by part three he's starting to do a lot of the jokes. He does a bit of the jokes, but still, it holds up, man. Isn't like, part three like Welcome to Primetime, bitch? Or yeah, he is kind of doing oh, that okay. with cheesy one-liners. He's, it's not scary, but like, um, it's cool. Yeah. They have really cool like physical effects that they're doing, like yeah. with the uh, plungers in the girls' arms with the, in their veins. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's the other one? Like the um, uh, the dummies, the kid who's obsessed with like making like ventriloquist dummies. Oh yeah, yeah that's he a great like, kid. Cuts uh, his like uh, wrist open, kind of like 
walks him like a... He's like a puppet, marionette. Yeah, yeah. yeah that That's probably one of the, the cooler kills, I'd mm-hmm. say, in the whole series. So it's a bit, I think it's probably one of the more, more gorier films. Well, it's definitely, I think yeah. like most people, when they talk about Nightmare on Elm Street, they usually love part one and three. Yeah, that's. I can see why they're kind of awesome. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. I doubt it. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned, but that uh, Red Mob was from 1993. It wasn't an 80s film, but oh, it definitely wasn't? feels like a late 80s film. Yeah, oh, I was thinking like it might have been from like when like the uh, Iron Curtain was. Still well, it's, up. One of, it's one of those yeah. ones where like you know the, the those foreign countries are like so many years behind yeah. when it comes to like they're copying shit that was popular five years. Yeah, ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I watched one more film before we uh, jump into graduation day. Yeah. Unless you have anything else no, no, to she, talk about? Go for it, man. Uh, from 2011, I've been um, I love seeing this movie in theaters. I'm pretty sure it was high up on my top ten of the year, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't. I don't know why. But I haven't revisited since, and that's super eight. Uh, oh, JJ Abrams homage to Spielberg. So, how close is it to a Goonies? The question I got. So when I remember seeing that, I'm like, wow, this is kind of a Goonies ask. Well, it's not. I mean, it's not kids looking for a pirate ship or anything. The only thing it really well, has in common with kids. Goonies is it's like, yeah, a group of kids that uh, with some you know great banter between yeah. them, and they're they're on somewhat of an adventure, I guess. But it, it's definitely, I mean, this is a Spielberg film, oh, true yeah. and true. I mean, it's right down to the even the score sounds like a John Williams Spielberg yeah. score. Even the camera shots feel like Spielberg shot this film, like just the. the the pans and the zooms and the the camera angles, like it's all. This is totally mm, even Spielberg's storyline is kind of Spielberg esque. Well, yeah, there. like the, definitely the relationships and the family dynamics yeah. are right out of a Spielberg film. Uh, all the cast of characters, I mean, that's what Spielberg was great at. Yeah. You cared about all the characters, and they're all interesting to yeah. hold their own. They're all memorable. This film is the same way. A lot of great dialogue in there. Um, I was thinking about it, like. Is this the best Spielberg film not done by Spielberg? Can you think of another film that you're like, that's a Spielberg film, but then it turns out it's not? I mean, maybe uh, Poltergeist, which yeah, he probably, he probably did probably direct. was Spielberg. I guess maybe like um, Grumblins, but uh, yeah, Grumblins, I guess. But he produced he was that. Producing. Yeah, I think it's kind of well. He all... didn't. He didn't. Um, he didn't direct uh, Goonies either. Actually, he just produced that well, one. Richard Donner did. Yeah, didn't Richard he? Donner. So oh, well, well, well. But again, like I, I guess what yeah. I mean, I guess more the best, the most Spielberg film that he had yeah. not, no hand in. Yeah, because I, I think when he produces has... films, he probably has his hands pre- well, pretty. Did heavily he do Explorers or no? No, that yeah, that's a, yeah. that's a close one too. Yeah, but anyways, yeah, this film, um, I, I just had a blast with all the kids are great in it, all the acting, and they they do a great job mm. of selling their characters. Like these feel like a real group of kids. Um, the two leads, especially, are fantastic, and and, and even more so, Elle Fanning. Um, this is like one of her first films. Oh, is it? I thought she was a total standout, and like her yeah. performance is really great. Um, you know, she has some emotional scenes to to cover, and sort of the lead the lead kid. Mm. I mean, being again a, a Spielberg film. Uh, not a Spielberg-like <laughs> film. Spielberg ass. It definitely has those emotional beats. Uh, hits you on the the heartstrings. Um, Kyle Chandler's in there as a father. Uh, that he's got that strained relationship with yeah. his son, where you can tell they didn't have much relationship, but he's kind of forced to take over when the mother dies. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't a spoiler. That's how the movie yeah. opens. Um, you get a really cool over-the-top train crash, oh, which is amazing. like tons of CGI and so like <laughs> ridiculous, but whatever, it works. Um, I guess the only little small problems I would have with the film yeah. is it's it, it does seem like we've kind of seen it before maybe like yeah. the alien the look of the alien is very generic like it looks kind of like the same alien he did for Cloverfield yeah. um, it even like again probably a homage to Spielberg but it makes it sounds like the T-Rex from the Jurassic Perfect and there's actually a scene with like a tipped over bus and this like, alien attacking and then there's like anything the alien touches it creates a psychic link between them yeah, I feel weird, like we've right? seen that billion times mm-hmm. before but yeah i don't know i think it's a fantastic fantastic film yeah. i think this it's a very underrated film like you don't hear anyone talk about it really yeah, not anymore and right? when most of the time when people do talk about it, they complain how it's just a ripoff of spielberg films and it's yeah. like you know we don't get movies like this we complain that you know i mean spielberg hasn't really been making these type of films he's been more doing adult type films yeah so someone comes out and does a film that captures that magic of et or you know yeah, whatever Andy spielberg and then people complain, like, it makes no sense to me. It's like, yeah, there's definitely, you can tell he was definitely influenced heavily by Spielberg, yeah. but it's still his own film. It's its, it's own unique story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I thought it was great. There's a really cool scene at the end where the the aliens control, like, the tanks and everything. So it's like this war zone in suburban, this yeah. little suburban town. I thought that was awesome. It actually reminded me of almost more of a modern version of the War of the Worlds than Spielberg's then, uh, version. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Spielberg's yeah. version. It's possibly a better film than this. I don't know. I love both of them. But that one feels like like a, a big modern alien yeah. invasion film where this one feels like they took the B 
the B movie from the seventies and kind of through that style in this film. And what's really cool too is the kids are filmmakers. I mean, that's how it yeah. starts. They're filming a zombie horror film. There's that's like why they call it Super 8, right? Yeah. And, and even in the end credits, you actually get to see the zombie film they that's made, which cool. is it's really fun. And, and bringing it back to uh, family films in the 80s where like it's a film for kids, yeah. but then like they'll have some inappropriate thing. And the same thing, like, 90% of the movie, maybe 95%, you could show young children, but then there's like a scene where someone gets their head blown off. Yeah. And then there's a couple of scenes like that. You know, there's an opening where the guy's really injured in the train wreck and he's all bloody. And so there's a couple a of couple scenes here and there that jarring are jarring moments. Probably not appropriate for kids. But uh, again, it's one of those films like perfect for that eight, nine your own mm. uh, crowd. A, a great, it'd be a great introduction if you're trying to get them to horror. You start off with something like this with an alien killing people. But. Um, yeah, it, it's a great film. Hitch in the Fields in between all the explosions. Um, deals with, yeah, you know, loss, I, I don't think love, I've seen this since, like, uh, Friendship, theaters. forgiveness, all that kind of stuff. I, probably, so. I picked up the uh, Blu-ray a while yeah, back. Ch- so. Check it out, yeah. yeah. I mean, again, I've had it sit on my shelf for mm-hmm. years, and I, I don't know why. Sometimes movies like that, like, I'll love, and it's yeah. like, it's almost like I'm afraid to revisit them. Yeah, in case they're terrible. Case, well, not terrible, but they, you know, don't hold that same mm-hmm. magic. Sometimes you want to have that nice time between mm-hmm. you check it out a second time. But, yeah, I'm going to give this one four out of five. I loved yeah. it. Awesome. Uh, Maybe I'm trying to think of Abram's best film. He's done some great stuff. I, yeah. I enjoyed Mission Impossible three. Yeah, um, the Star Trek films are fun. Hey, I Star Wars. Man. I like this. You didn't like Star Wars: Force Awakens? I did a lot, but like still, I, I, I've seen better movies. I think it's it's sure. it's more that it doesn't. Yeah. That's not really his film. Yeah. He's just kind of coming yeah. in and taking over. But um, yeah. Anyways. He, he didn't do Cloverfield. He just produced it, produced right? It, yeah. yeah, I think he wrote it. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Uh, so, sorry, did you watch anything else? No, no, that's it for me. Okay, well, yeah. Why don't we jump into the reason why we are here? Here's the trailer from 1981 for Graduation Day. There are 200 seniors at Midvale High, and seven days till graduation. <laughs> the class of '81 is going out in style, and they're having the time of their life. It's been a great year for Midvale High. The track team finished first in the state. Then again, Midvale always produces winners. Sally Prescott is the top gymnast in the school. She plans to go to college in the fall. Paula Kastoff won five cross-country events in the past year. She jogs to school every morning. Ralph Johnson is the football team's star halfback. Pete McFarlane set the state record in the pole vault. Tony and Dolores were king and queen of the prom. The class of 81's being fitted for caps and gowns and coffins. There's 200 seniors at Midvale High and seven days till graduation. Too bad there'll be no one to celebrate with. Graduation Day. A mass killer begins murdering students on the track team after a track runner dies upon completion of a 30-second 200-meter race. Wow. I think it is a 200-meter race or 100-meter race? 100-meter race. race. Um, directed by Herb Freed. Um, he did a movie Haunts Beyond Evil, but also Tomboy. I don't know if you remember that one. That's the one with Chris Farley? No, it's yeah. like an 80s romp uh, with this girl who's kind of like this oh, Tomboy so, mechanic. Yeah. It's like a teen romp. I, don't know, I, I picked it up the, on Blue. The, the cover is her like holding like football helmets in front of her jugs? Is that <laughs> it? Like that. I think it's more her like posing <laughs> sexually with uh, like a wrench or something in her hand, but I could be wrong. Um Kind of cool how he he um, got the money for this film. Uh, I was watching the documentary. He talks about it. Um, he raised the funds by uh, making deals with the theater owner. So it's kind of like they had a percentage. Oh, so it's kind of like yeah. they were motivated to keep on yeah. showing the film all year round because they that's get a money smart out of idea, it. Man. <laughs> I'm surprised more people haven't thought about yeah. that because it's like they're excited to start playing that movie yeah. and play it as long as they possibly can and not all the good times because yeah. they get some of the, the profits, more of the profits. Um, written by, I believe the director wrote it as well as David Bond and 
and and Maurice. Um, again, they I think they both uh, helped write uh, Beyond Evil and Haunts, which I don't know cool. too much about. Um, starring Patrick McKenzie. E. Danny Murphy, Christopher George, the Christopher George, who I'm he a huge fan a of. He was a ton of shit, right? Well, we talked to him about him a bit on our last po- our old podcast. Uh, Grizzly, yeah, he was in Grizzly, Day of the Animals, uh, Pieces, City of the Living Dead, Enter the Ninja, tons more. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he, he's one of my favorite, like, mm-hmm. 70s, 80s and genre he's guys. He's really good, actually. Well, he, he's like, always got that. Hard ass. He's always got that. Yeah, he's always that kind of guy that yeah. looks like, you know, he's an old guy, but he looks like he could kick ass yeah. and would take no shit. Um, I always like him and everything I've seen him in. Uh, E.J. Peeker, Michael Pataki, and of course, uh, Scream Queen herself, Linia Quigley from um, arguably most famous for her uh, famous strip in the graveyard in Return <laughs> of the Living Dead. Or in Night of the Demons, where she puts lipstick in, in her, her boob. That's kind of her what thing. What was her thing? Like, uh, doesn't uh, things about death make you horny? What yeah. was it? Like, then a line from uh, something Return. like that. Something, like, yeah. real, real tacky. Have you seen, uh, she, yeah, she was in Silent Night, Deadly Night yeah. as well, where she gets the antlers through her breast. So, pretty pit. much every movie yeah. is something with her breast. Have you seen, um, I've been wanting to see Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers? No, but I want to check that out. And uh, Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Bowl. Ran I watched half of that, actually. I'm halfway through. It's pretty much about uh, like a genie that they uh, open up in like the middle of a bowling alley. Huh. Yeah. Those are, yeah, two films I've been wanting to yeah. see. They sound really, really fun. Uh, actually, th- um, speaking of her breasts, <laughs> starting <laughs> off very sexist. No, boing. <laughs> no, it's kind of funny because the reason she got this role, I guess there was another actress and you can kind of see her um, throughout the film because they yeah. couldn't permanently cut her out, but they fired her because she refused the nudity. Oh, and then Lena Quigley is like, I don't, I'll do it. Yeah. So that, and that's why there's, um, uh, I guess spoiler, but later on when you see a decapitated head, it's this other woman. Yeah, I noticed that head um, because they had already filmed all that and they yeah. just had to keep it in. But yeah, kind of weird. Um, which yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit here because I, I think she's one of the best characters yeah. in this uh, movie. She's got a lot of great one-liners. But yeah, so the movie pretty much opens up. Uh, I don't know if I even get the whole motivation of the killer. Like she died running. It wasn't anyone's yeah. fault. She probably had a heart attack. Or I something. think that's the scariest thing to me is like a uh, blood clots because uh, they just could happen at. Anywhere, yeah. and you're dead. Um, I mean, it's so not that's, like, that's like, a real killer in this movie. It's <laughs> blood clots. You'd be scared. Yeah, start eating healthier. Yeah. People. Put down that Big Mac and yeah. uh, grab yourself some celery sticks. Yeah, maybe some, and some red for peppers. For God's sake, stop running. Running yeah. kills, <laughs> as far as this movie's concerned. But I, I, don't, I never got the impression from the opening that the coach or anyone was yeah. overly, like the crowd was cheering around, but that would yeah. be at any year cheering That's for your exactly school it. team <laughs> to win. So the whole motivation of the killer, a little silly maybe, but... Um, she was, it was kind of like a really, um, I guess, unique looking team is the right word for ugly, isn't it? <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I actually wrote down, uh, what an ugly crowd of people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that I'm uh, any uh, cat smell or anything yeah, yeah, myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, actually, I'm just joking. I'm, I'm a stud. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I thought that hey, was listen, too. Hey, <laughs> listen, I'm just a humble motherfucker with a big ass dick. <laughs> There's a reason we're doing a podcast, not a YouTube uh, channel here. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought that as well. Um, why don't we just briefly no, talk about what we liked about the film, then we can kind of cover, um, you know, maybe go through, not the plot line, but a bit more of the okay. film. So um, this there was a scene in this truck where uh, the girl who's died sister is hitchhiking, and she gets in with this trucker, but he's wearing a kerchief. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that? That's, yeah. that's really weird, right? Well, I, I thought that scene was uh, kind of a homage. I thought they were homaging um, Friday Thirteenth. I thought it was yeah. gonna be the killer because they keep on you. You just see your legs and you keep on seeing the guy talking, but yeah. they don't show any of the shots to who he's talking to. I'm like, oh, they're gonna do this. Yeah. But then they, after like two minutes, then they, they cut to her. It's kind it of this weird like build up to nothing. Yeah. But yeah, that that was yeah. She's like a, a navy. Uh, um, officer, or something officer, like that. Or something, and uh, yeah, he's like he, he starts like groping her, and then she tells yeah. him not to, and he gets all pissed. Like, yeah. what are you, some kind of lesbian? Or something? Yeah, right? like, <laughs> the '80s, what a different time. Honestly, man. I just thought it was weird that the guy was wearing a kerchief, like like a <laughs> Fred from Scooby Dooby. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I think the the film. I guess my biggest complaint about the film is there's no one really to root for. You don't really have yeah. anyone to follow. It kind of just keeps on introducing random and, people that are just there for to be to be murdered. I think the funnest thing about this movie is all the random like uh, people that it just introduces yeah. for no apparent reason. Well, I, I think that's why it's entertaining and you're yeah. never really bored because I, I I read that the director had this formula. He had it all timed out and yeah. he he had it's like every this many every five minutes let's say you have to have a kill yeah. and that's what the film feels like. Yeah. And right down, I mean the killer is even killing with the. Stuff 
stopwatch, yeah. which is obviously going back to the, the, the race at the seconds. beginning. But it definitely feels like the director had that mind where every five minutes, there's no you're not introducing any characters you're just yeah. supposed to follow or root for. It's just we're just going to keep on introducing random people yeah. so they can die every five minutes. And, I, and really, that's the coolest thing about the film. Yeah. The deaths are pretty creative and fun. Yeah, but they're kind of lame in a way too, really? right? Like Some of them are interesting, but most of them are just kind of like a sword to the neck or a... Uh, yeah. Actually, a, yeah. The football. The football. The football. Was kinda, he, the football with a, a sword on the end. That's kind of dopey, right? It, it was funny though. Yeah, they throw. He literally throws a football that has a blade yeah. on the, this huge sword on the other end. It goes to the guy. Probably my favorite death is, is a high jump. Yeah, the high jump. That and was he, cool. He goes over and there's like spikes waiting. I thought that was kind of dope. But I don't know. I, I thought it was entertaining yeah. uh, in, in that sense. But yeah, unfortunately, I do have a problem that there isn't really anyone to root for. Thankfully, again, yeah. all the characters that they introduce for. Are, are fun and have a great personality. There is this one music teacher who's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to play uh, music all the time. I'm in show well, business. It shows him, yeah. yeah. It, his introduction is him with like two hot young ladies on his side and he's like trying yeah. to impress them talking to shit. And he's dressed like literally like a, a pimp oh, from the amazing. 70s. He's got like this blue, um, like, Billy, like a pimp suit like, with like the open yeah, collar. like Billy and, Joel and Piano Man. <laughs> but yeah, he, he's awesome. And, and of course you do, he is sleeping with the students yeah, of you course. find out. I mean, Linnea, that's how Linnea Quinney gets her. How else do you get an introduction yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah he was great you have like the principal who's this like huge prick yeah like almost stressed to the nine th- there's a great scene there's a lot of uh, great banter between him and the secretary Blondie he's constantly telling her like oh you, you know she's getting calls and like yeah. oh don't let any these people get through so she keeps on putting them through to be like <laughs> kind of fuck with them so I thought that was kind of fun you yeah. don't normally see it normally it'd be like the secretary would be there and she yeah. does whatever puts up with uh, the principal and has mm-hmm. to pretty much be his you know, Bitch. whipping toy or whatever, yeah. But in this, it's like, no, she has personality. And the whole movie, she's kind of snarky with him. And I, I really enjoyed the banter mm. between them. Uh, you have, yeah, I, like I said, I think Linnea Quigley is the real star. Yeah. The whole movie, she's like very aggressive towards sex. Like she's always trying. She's the one that's instigating. Like oh, yeah. the guy's like supposed to be this pimp, and he's like, "Oh, not right now." And she's like, "But I'm really horny. Let's go." <laughs> I thought all that stuff was great. Um, she starts a stopwatch for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite one was uh, she's like, "I'm going to nail your ass tonight," and he's like, "Is that what you think?" She's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Maybe if you're lucky." <laughs> I was like, "What kind of alternate Honestly. world is this where this hot girl is constantly trying to to?" Sc- and he's supposed to be like the guy the sleeping guy, around, yeah. but for some reason he keeps on like it's almost like this fun game yeah. he's constantly trying to hold her off uh, there's a great scene too where uh, she's like how many girls have you screwed and he's like what am I a calculator <laughs> <laughs> Um, and of course, another highlight was them ripping on the um, the school security comes oh, around. Oh, that hey, they're like the narc. Like yeah, they start calling a narc. They're like, I guess in the winter they migrate south and go straight up their ass. Yeah, <laughs> I hear narcs are an endangered species. Yeah, they're not very smart. I hear in the winter they fly up their own asses and mate with themselves. <laughs> and what comes out? McGregor, McGregor, <laughs> who's the uh, security cop's name? <laughs> I really enjoyed the McGregor character too. He's like, all right, you beat it, wise guys, and he pulls out his gun. Like, what's he up to? And then he pulls out a joint from the chamber of the gun yeah. and he smokes him like I like this guy but that's what I mean like there's a lot of yeah. really fun characters we already mentioned the cool kind of goth yeah. band with the double guitar and the, <laughs> the black love even the the one lead character who's the um, the girl that dies at the beginning her ex-boyfriend yeah. there's the cool scene where it's him he's playing the harmonica and there's like this is like <laughs> that was really a little weird, acoustic right? band <laughs> just playing out in the nowhere and everyone's rocking out and he's rocking out with the harmonica and it's like again that brings you back to the 80s yeah. where like the harmonica or the saxophone those the were cool. like the coolest it wasn't you know who was playing the guitar or the yeah. drums or obviously no one liked the bass guitar no no but no um, <laughs> uh, but yeah it, I don't know I thought that all that was uh, a lot of fun and and actually, the grad itself takes place at a roller rink, which I thought was that really was really cool. weird, right? That music like video that. <laughs> is like ten minutes of the same song, the music video, and it does like the splicing between like the girl running and the band, like really quick paced, like jump cuts. Did are you, you notice that? Are you are you talking about the opening? The opening and the uh, the band they did okay, that they yeah. did that quite a bit yeah because the opening film yeah. I I wrote down actually yeah. uh, awesomely cheesy opening I love oh, this yeah. film already because yeah the opening is literally like this really cheesy song and it feels like you're right it's like these edits yeah and with the writing it's like this montage right from the beginning I'm like this is totally cool and there's also scenes when there's a girl's uh, the uh, gymnast who have the coach like get up there and give her I don't care if you're not feeling well but it's almost like a scene from like uh, what's that movie with the guys who run chariots of fire it has that kind of like you can you got this girl you can do this it's almost inspiring and the music is playing in the background well it's supposed to be that he's like he pushes his team too hard or something but I, I, I took his 
away like, oh, he's really trying to get her to go. Yeah, yeah what, a, what a good coach. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed the the killer has a... Is he wearing a fence now? For, no, he, just he does, for the one. He does have the mask, which I thought was really cool how like uh, they were getting in the locker room and the uh, window was almost like a... Uh, front lit so he couldn't see but it looked like there was a shadow as she moved yeah, yeah and the yeah. guy was was the shadow that was yeah. following her i thought it was a really cool shot yeah there's some there's some cool direction mm. in there uh i mean for the most part the film kind of looks bland there's yeah. not a lot of great stuff in there um but what i really like about the film again because they introduce all these people and you have no one to follow they do do a good job of setting up like throwing at all kinds of um red herrings about who it could yeah. be it's like is it the the coach who's killing the, the off people because he got blamed for this yeah. yeah is it the sister they set up that it could be her coming and get getting revenge is it the boyfriend yeah. is it you know the, the security guard mcgregor yeah he's sick it, of people making fun of him someone else that saw yeah. her in the crowd that might have yeah. been you know they, they even have like her even her mother and dad are introduced and her dad's mm. like this angry drunk drunk um so they, they do a lot of cool job foreshadowing and like mm. an 80 slasher it has its standard but i always find really yeah. cool where he's got the picture of all the, the track team crossing and he's crossing them out with the lipstick by one. one by one because something out of like a dairy argento yeah. yellow movie or, or i guess a lot of other slashers yeah. but i always enjoy that stuff but yeah i think it does a good job of keeping you guessing till the end i mm-hmm. mean they definitely yeah right right up until the yeah. end I, I guess that would be a small problem we'll talk yeah. about in spoilers yeah. actually but I guess my biggest problem is that you don't really have anyone to follow. Like they introduced you to the sister and you think she's going to be a part, but then she disappears for half the film or two thirds of the Mm film. Um, So it's just kind of this waste. Like it's, it's weird. They, they set up all these people that can be, but then do nothing with a lot of them. That is my biggest fault with this movie. It was kind of not really coherent at all. It just kind of felt like it was going from like scene to scene to scene to scene. Yeah. But again, you were never bored. No, yeah. And the, but it was easy to kind of not. We didn't mention, too, the score is uh, very creepy and ominous. Yeah. I thought the score was well done. Uh, again, this is the time when 80 Slashers like excelled on that. They all had that cool synth score. Um, and yeah, we, we got to mention, as we mentioned, that one teacher is, is the music teacher is awesome. I love music but teacher. But the, the whole faculty is a bunch of like, you have a terrible principal. Yep. You have the gym teacher who's pushing them too hard. The sleazy music teacher. Like, is, is the gym, what is going the on in this school? The gym teacher is the shop teacher, right? The coach was a yeah, shop well, teacher. Yeah, well, he got fired after yeah. the, the woman died. He got blamed His name was George it. Michael, too, which is weird, right? Yeah, I, I wrote that down. It's like, was he... Because this is... Yeah, when? Right after. This is around when the George Wham Michael Wham days. I wonder if they were influenced. Maybe the director was a yeah. fan or something. Or maybe Cursor George was a fan. It was uh, like, I, I want to be George Michael here. And and yeah, you, you get a lot of, again, some more of the, the standard slasher moments. You have like a moment where you think it's going to be the killer, but it's like dog jumps out yeah. at you. You have, of course... Um, you get Linnea Quinigny in her chase scene, and of course she happens to be topless yeah. while she's getting chased. I felt chased. like one scene she was topless, next scene shirt back up, next scene topless. Did you notice that? <laughs> no, I, no, not really, but... Uh, I, oh, I, I noticed. I was <laughs> right in there. She's like, what are you doing? Get that shirt back left <laughs> yeah. open. Um, of course, at the grad scene, you get mm-hmm. some great moments. My, the um, the guy that's like the stud that Linnea Quinigny's constantly yeah. trying to sleep with, he's supposed to be the ladies' man, but I, I don't know. Man. Nah, maybe he's got something to hide, maybe secretly... Oh, maybe he's, he's hooking up with the coach? Well, I don't know. It just seems I mean, like he's apparently in the back. this ladies' man, but he keeps on turning down Linnea Quigley. Maybe is... him and the coach are pole vaulting in the back, man. You got 30 seconds. But there's a great... I, I don't know Cross if you remember... Cross that finish line. Cross that finish line, baby. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the... There's a great scene where he's dancing in front of the when the band playing, and he's doing all these like crazy... Like, it's like this yeah. three-minute like dance scene. He's doing all these crazy moves. I thought that was it's pretty like awesome. It's like 10 minutes. That's a long music <laughs> video, man. And the song really starts to suck. Yeah. Um, and uh, you get... The, the deaths are cool. You get some cool alto aftermath with them, which I don't want to get too much yeah. in. There's some cool jumps, like not really jump scares, but some cool scares where like, you know, something that would be in Halloween where you're yeah. running and you'd open this door and there's a head there Pops or something out. that was kind of cool. Um, what is a word for that? I know this might be, if suppose here's be like, there's got to be like a, a word for like when like the uh, main uh, character in a slasher runs into the room where she finds out like, oh, people are dying. And like there's a guy hanging from the fucking yeah, rafters know. and a guy in the fridge. Like that's when she yeah. realizes all hell is broken loose yeah. and all the friends are dead. Yeah. Because that's pretty much in every slasher, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. there isn't a word for it. Um, I think we can talk most of this without getting into spoilers. I will say 
the ending, the finale gets a little kind of dark, kind of yeah. creepy. I thought that was kind of cool. Something I, I guess I'll I'll say psycho esque yeah. without going too much into it. I thought that was kind of cool, but I did find I don't know if you thought this. I thought the final chasing was very weak. It was like yeah. very anticlimactic, not interesting. It shot like it, it was it, like in daylight. It ended in a whimper. Out of all the films that yeah. we watched, the grad films again. I'm not going to count Sword because yeah, that sucked. I, I thought this the the final chase, yeah. like the Prowler and House and Sorority Row, both like the finales were the, the highest yeah. point of those films this one i find it it's kind of like the lowest point it's mm-hmm. like it builds up to all these deaths and then the final chasing i thought kind of went yeah. out with a whimper um so i was a little disappointed with that speaking of the dead bodies i wanted to mention though it was i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing i think it's probably because they didn't have a good makeup by yeah. tom savini or anything but yeah. the, the makeup was like literally like the donna dad which is like the yeah, great faces it was pretty um but it, it on one hand it looked not very good but on the other hand it was kind of like ah, it's kind of a fun homage yeah. to Wink, wink to Dawn of the Dead. And maybe, I guess, not really wink, wink. It was probably just that's what they were doing at the time. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you think we need... Is there anything you want to talk about the spoilers? Uh, or? No, really. I really like... Uh, there's a lot of misdirection around yeah, the end. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think we really need yeah. to talk about the reveal because it's not really that... Like, there's nothing important. Yeah, that comes out of it that's that great. But, um, yeah, overall, I mean, I, I had fun with this. This is mm-hmm. the first time I watched this, first time for you, yep, right? You so it. I'm glad. I mean, this is a film going back to 2006 when I saw the um, Going to Pieces, the Rise and Fall, the slasher film. Yeah. I remember seeing clips from this. Yeah. And you thought and, it was kind of dope? Yeah, I've wanted to see it. I don't know why it took me so long. I think like it was only released before by the, a crappy like trauma because trauma actually like originally released this. Yeah, it's weird, like, right? They produced it, which is strange. I think they did alternate Mother's Day. That was when they were kind of uh, trying to do. He was like, acquiring uh, like some you know good films to mix yeah. in with his his schlock. schlock. But uh, yeah, they, they put out the DVD. And it was terrible, and I was like, oh, I'll pick it up one day. And I just never got around to it. But I remember seeing clips of that and thinking it was cool. And and then another slash documentary I saw they had clips in it mm-hmm. as well. So I'm glad. I'm glad I did finally see it and yeah overall I'd say it's it's a lot of fun I mean I don't think it's it hits the highs as maybe necessarily The Prowler or House on Sorority Row mm-hmm. I think those films feel like actually like films that have a beginning middle and end they have a story to yeah. tell this film it feels like it's just kind of like like it, again it's, it's not cohesive it, kinda it seems like the director jumbling. I mean again he had the formula down but didn't realize that it's more than just a formula that yeah. makes these films work you kind of have to have this coherent almost like really interest. you know all those films have a really yeah. interesting backstory and yeah. killer and stuff whereas this film which is kind of like kills every five minutes yeah so it's entertaining you're never bored but again i don't think you need like whether it be a jamie lee Curtis or whoever you need that lead yeah female or male um but you need someone to follow and i think this film it doesn't like they, they yeah. you think it's gonna be the sister and then she disappears for two-thirds of the film yeah. so um yeah but I, I don't know what are you gonna give graduation I'm gonna give it three three out of five I went three and a half, okay. um, which I know people are saying, but that's the same yeah. as what you gave the Prowler. Again, yeah. I mean, when we're talking out of five here, three and a half, yeah. four, it's so close. I, I think Prowler, I would put over this, but I, yeah. I did, again, the, the Prowler 2 I've seen so many times. That's this, exactly This film is fresh. Uh, you know, maybe it won't hold I'm up as well. I'm curious if it's going to hold up. Films. I don't think it will hold up as much on uh, repeat viewing. Well, I, we'll I, think, I think it's one of those films you just got to be, yeah. again, this is this would be a fun film if you want to put on late at night. It's 2 a.m. You got your buddies yeah. over. You want to pick something that you're not going to fall asleep on. Yeah. It doesn't have those slow moments that the Prowler mm. House and Sorority Row. Yeah. It doesn't have that build up, but the good thing is it doesn't have that build up. So yeah. <laughs> it just constantly, it starts and it doesn't yeah. really let up uh, again until the the week ending, but uh, yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and uh, I, I really enjoyed actually most of the films again minus yeah. Sorority Row, and even Sorority Row there was there was things uh, I liked. There about was, it. it was pretty bad. Yeah, there was some redeeming qualities, but not many. What would you give if you had to pick? If you had to rate the grad, who's who's the uh, homecoming? King and Queen and who's uh, going home? I got to go Prowler. Empty handed. Is that your favorite? That's your yeah. That's my favorite of the other. Uh, and then what would lot. you go? Then Sorority, uh, House and Sorority Row. And then this one. And then this one. And then See, I, yeah, I, I think House and Sorority Row yeah. for me, then I'd go The Prowler, then this yeah. one, and then, of course, uh, the Sorority Row remake. But yeah, I mean, overall, I would say you can't, well, again, yeah. <laughs> other than the remake, you can't really go wrong with these 380s uh, yeah. slasher flicks. I mean, uh, these are all probably top. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, maybe like Prowler and House and Sorority Row, definitely top 10, mm-hmm. and Graduation, they would be somewhere there, maybe just outside the top 10. Yeah. But I think these are still up there with like the best, in my opinion. I mean, makes sense. I think we started out on a high pretty notes. high note. Yeah, there's 
there has been, you know, a film to really tear apart. That's like the one exception. It's it's like the ugly. I think you enjoyed that one fix. more, like than the other ones. <laughs> you just get to, like rip it apart. It, it was fun talking about it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this has been. Do you have anything else to add? No, or? no. Uh, I'll see you over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your summer's really summery. Um, again, so we're going to cover the house. Uh, f- the four films next. Uh, hopefully, we can get this episode out to you guys at a reasonable time. But yeah. one, once we get them out, it's going to be every week, and we're just going to just throw them out at you guys. You're going to have a lot of listening all yeah, at once. Yeah, yeah. So we apologize for the bit of a delay. But it, setting up a podcast, you want to get all these, I Take, all these wrinkles, yeah, ironed out before you just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to start trying to catch up or on a, on a bad yeah. note. So we're going to try to make sure we're really prepared when we release all these episodes. Anyways, uh, we have a Facebook group, uh, Movie City Maniacs. Movie City Maniacs. <laughs> we have a Twitter at uh, Movie City Maniac. Maniac. Not plural, uh, damn Twitter, and uh, an email, uh, moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. So uh, if you have any thoughts on these films or anything on house you yeah. want to share with us, uh, we'd love to uh, hear you, from you. And you need a DJ for your graduation party. Yeah. <laughs> I do I do house parties, so if you want me to come and spin some discs. <laughs> only only if you uh, got some goth makeup and uh, yeah. one, one black love, It's going to please. be all bands from these four movies. Yeah. What's going to be happening? Well, actually, yeah, forget about the films. Yeah. Let's say yeah. the bands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I gotta go with the uh, the House on Sorority Row band number one. Oh, I thought you liked yeah. the Prowler band. I, I think like Prowler band is pretty cool, but yeah, yeah, they're all they're all good. Yeah, I think th- I think this was the weakest band for me. They had the coolest look, yeah. maybe, but the the music itself was the yeah, weakest. Dopey. I, I thought yeah, House on Sorority was probably the best music. Maybe yeah. I don't know. They were all fun. <laughs> they were all rocking, man. <laughs> they needed a summer lineup. <laughs> this is what's missing in these newer, Coachella twenty nineteen. Yeah, all these bands are playing Coachella. Well, how awesome summer. would that be if they like? You know, not Coachella, but like at some screening, and they they got together like all the bands from the the movies That'd did like be, a triple. Screen. Like they like Goblin would open, and these guys could uh, like you know. Well, I, I don't. Okay, Goblin would open. They'd probably be closing. Goblin would be doing. They, their own they thing. would they would be closing. Um, the show. I don't think they'd be playing with these bands. But I'm yeah. just saying, get like all these B movie bands that yeah. literally had no career. They just did the movie. Yeah. They probably released one CD or probably a record that never got much play outside of this. Yeah. The films, but it'd be cool, man. Like, what are these guys doing? I don't think cool is really the right word. <laughs> Um, anyways uh, this has been yeah episode 4 of the movie City Maniacs we'll be back uh, next week oh before we go was Vanna White in this movie yeah we didn't even mention her yeah Yeah, I think she was uh, she makes an early she's one of the bully kind of girls she's one of the mean girls yeah she doesn't have she's in like two scenes doesn't have much to do but yeah she's in this she's a slasher royalty yeah there you go I'd like to buy an owl see you later (laughs) bye